God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. And we have a special guest in the studio. We do. And that is our friend Barbara from Pennsylvania. So, hello, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. And speak closer to the mic. And she's, she's, she's an amateur, but she is also a doctor and super smart. And uh, we love her. And uh, in any case... Uh, we feel like we've been bamboozled again in Georgia, right? So, uh, Scott, what dress so am I? So they stopped counting, and next thing you know, some miracles happened. So, for what the dress Democrats. am I wearing today? Uh, you're wearing your Wednesday dress. It's all black with white collar, white cuffs, and little gold buttons. Wednesday, well, it's Wednesday dress because it's Wednesday, and Wednesday is the child of woe. So we're having a little bit of woe this morning that we've already. It's heard. also the epiphany. It's also the epiphany, so that's two and sides so of the coin. You're an Armenian Christian. We have a big dinner. We have and a then, big dinner. And then also uh, we have a, a, a niece that's coming in from Zagreb, Croatia. Yes, we do. So uh, there, a lot of stuff happening So there's today. a lot going on. On one hand, there's a little bit of woe because we're not too happy about these election results heretofore from Georgia. But on the positive side, it is, as you pointed out, the epiphany. And the epiphany is the day in which uh, the wise men came to visit the baby Jesus. And, it, and you know, I always view the epiphany as the end of the Christmas season. But it is also, as I've said before on the show, epiphany is uh, the time of reflection, renewal, and redemption. So so if ever there was a time for those things, it's right now, after what we've been through as a country with this election. So i got to tell you, I, I was watching, uh, I didn't even watch the results, really. I, I already knew, what, whatever it is, it's sort of like, trust God, God's plan. Whatever God's plan is, it, it is to, it, whatever it is to be, it, it will be, right? Right. And I just thought, okay, well, Stacey Abrams is still in charge down in Georgia, so it's going to be a Stacey Abrams thing. And... You know, she was been she's been financed heavily by George Soros, George Soros and the Rothschilds. Uh, all that money's been going into Stacey Abrams' pocket. There's no way that dummy can be that smart. I, honestly, uh, it's one of those things where you just 
see her speak and see her message and know what she idolizes, know what she believes in, to realize that anybody who believes that nonsense and, and, and the person that went up against Kemp in the uh, governorship and could never concede, uh, she is a dirty, rotten scoundrel. And Georgia is a dirty, rotten state with a lot of election fraud. Just look at the body language of Gabriel Sterling or, or Brent Raffelsberger or uh, even Kemp. They're all go along to get along, pay to play, rhino Republicans running that state and doing business with Stacey Abrams because they're following the money. The money? The money that came from China. The money that came out of the Houston embassy that we closed down. The money that went into the GeorgiaBusiness.cn for China. And so what we're talking about is a lot of pay-to-play in Georgia and a lot of Hollywood financing, a lot of this stuff. And clearly, you saw this uptick all night long of Loeffler and Purdue coming up, up, and up, and up, and up, all the way to the point where they were starting to lead. And as soon as they took the lead, boom, it stopped. And next thing you know, there's a... Uh, they, they, uh, according to uh, according to Gateway Pundit, they stopped the uh, presses. You know, they basically stopped counting. And where have we seen that before? Yeah, we've seen that before with the presidential election. So we're going to bring we're going to bring Barbara in, and uh, Barbara's going to tell us what she thinks uh, about what she saw in the election last night. Well. I wish I could say I was surprised. But they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. So it appears that some of the same playbook was used. I think counting was stopped. (coughs) And we don't know about ballots. And we have a caller really quick. Uh, Caller, you're on the air. Is that me? Yes. Yeah, what happened in the Matrix? Oh, in the Matrix. Well, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. But in the Matrix is still oh. on the on the network. Um, yeah, but what time? What time are they on? Twelve noon. Well, uh, they they didn't have it on the last couple of days. Yeah, apparently there's a personal issue going on with one of the show hosts. You might want to talk to them. Well, are they going Are they on the show? Are they on your your network or not? They are. Okay. Thank you. What is up with that call? Uh, that's a uh, I don't know. Call. But that's not something you call in about. That's something you write no, in about. No, it's a moron that called in just then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a guy that called me yesterday, too, and basically said I was stupid, right? Because uh, <laughs> they thought I canceled the ma- in the Matrix. Yeah. And I got the same stuff with Tori, yeah. right? And, and the thing is, is that in the Matrix, uh, that situation, that show host, uh, is having some personal issues with their mother. And I don't want to get disclose anything well, because they haven't disclosed it. Right. Well, but, of course, it's their you know, personal matter. The mat- issue is, is that why is it me that's censoring? I'm not censoring anybody. I'm giving voice to the silence. Which is exactly you know, what... YouTube censors in the Matrix, and I bring in the Matrix up and give them a platform, and all of a sudden, morons like the guy that just called in uh, want to give me the business, and I think that's ap- absolutely ridiculous that I get the heat. For doing the right thing. Now, with the case with Tori, um, that was a whole nother situation, you know, where 
I just basically said, I don't want the Jerry Springer show on Red State Talk right. Radio. And we don't. So, so, so let's move on. Yeah. So, it, so, so at an event, we, you know, this is, this is a big day. Um, there's, there's a march going on in D.C. There's a lot of things going on right now. We've, we, we have one, one election that's been called in, in uh, Georgia. The law of, it's been called for Warnick. And, and we still have the race between Purdue and Ossoff, which is, you know, very, very close. It's ra- it's razor thin. So let's turn back to our special studio guest and get more of her insights. I think it's too <coughs> soon to know how the day will unfold. I don't understand. Well, I understand what's gone on, I believe, in Georgia. And I do think it's a matter of time before it's the both seats are called for the Democrats. Well, I yeah, and there's a recount in Georgia. Um, but I think the point is moot because I, I, I actually think that um, in order to catch the crime, you've got to actually see the crime. So if, if you're uh, witnessing, like if you go to the movie Donnie Brasco, right? Mm-hmm. Donnie Brasco was the code name for uh, an FBI informant that got himself into the FBI, uh, into the mob. And he ended up taking the mob down to a certain degree because he was able to infiltrate. And that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of infiltration going on to divide the Republican Party today. Um, But there's also infiltration going on within the Georgia uh, Party as well. And don't think for one second that Trump and the Republicans are not playing their own game of infiltration. And I I have a feeling that they're going to know uh, that uh, there's crimes that, that have been had. I have two brothers in Georgia. I have one that lives in Atlanta, one that lives in Thomasville, Georgia. And I got to tell you, I know in my heart that uh, Georgia, because I, I understand Georgia pretty well, I, I know in my heart that Georgia is not a blue state. It just isn't. It, there's no way that Georgians are voting for Warsaw or Warnock, Warnock and Ossoff. There's no way they're voting socialist like that. There's no way that our country is. If you listen to Paul Preston, who's probably going to be calling in today, and you listen to that call, you when you listen to what he has to say about California, California is not even a red, uh, blue state. California is just a rigged state. And this is whatever happened to California is what they actually want to do to America. And somebody needs to step up and do something. We have a march for Trump in Washington, D.C. today. And I got to tell you, that's going to resonate. You know, Mitt Romney's getting harassed in the airport. And uh, and there's a lot of things going on with respect to um, these types of things. We should also talk about what's going to happen today in the Congress at 1 p.m. Well, there's going to be a joint meeting to officially count and validate the 538 electoral votes that have been certified by the 50 states. So, uh, you know, and the, so, the, so that is the other big thing going on today, besides the march, besides uh, the um, To call the that Senate. a big thing is an understatement. Yeah. Well, of course. Let Barbara talk. I, I'd like to jump in. I don't think this is about – this isn't about – the march is not about Donald Trump. It's about the integrity of elections and the fate of America. And I don't think even it's Democrat or Republican. I think it's about patriots. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party has shown itself to be very cowardly. If you don't call out the original election fraud, then why are you surprised that shenanigans happened in Georgia? 
there should be no surprise here. I mean, once there you, isn't. once you manage to do widespread fraud with a presidency, a presidential election, a senatorial is 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 not. You know, how big is that? But the, on the other hand, I never understood McConnell. Didn't he realize when he said, you know, congratulated Biden, what how that would appear? He appears as a turncoat. Well, I mean, again, I, I could see it as different ways. I think that that's one interpretation. But I also think he may have viewed it as he's trying to, you know, go through the process. And I and I and I do remember him making a comment about the stimulus at around the same time he referred to pres- uh, to uh, Biden as President Elect Biden and congratulating him. He did go out and say that you know it was the Democrats that held up the whole stimulus Corona stimulus payment, and that President Trump was you know doing the right thing so at the time i was kind of interpreting it that he was doing his job but that his loyalty was to trump so it's it's really um it's difficult to say i mean I, but again when you look at what you know what's going to happen today to you know one of you said that this is an understatement that uh you know that we, the certification of the election but we're still we still have the possibility of the uh, group that uh, Ted uh, Cruz has convened. I think it's uh, at least fourteen uh, Congress people, last I heard, who want to do that commission to audit the election results before before certifying it. And you know, I don't know if uh, that movement has gotten any more traction or if that's going to be stifled. But I, I, given right now how close the Senate holds and it, it lies in the balance, I think there's going to be more of a push to try to go back and hold on to the Trump presidency. Well, this issue is bigger than the sixth electoral count. This issue is bigger than the fraud that we witnessed on Tuesday night in Georgia. This issue is so big. Now, Pence, Pence never had a future in politics. He never did. Pence is boring. I never really thought that Pence was a great choice. I did. I, I, you know, I like Pence. I thought Pence was a compliment to Trump because Trump was a big personality. You needed somebody who was comfortable being in the being second banana. Okay, so you're in love with Pence. That's I didn't great. say no, 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 no. That wasn't what I said, okay. Scott. Uh, let, let, let everybody listen. That that wasn't what I said. But I thought that he complimented him okay. again. That right. that was my perception. You All can't right. have two huge personalities. Right. You need one big personality and All one right. more quiet okay, personality. Fine. Fair enough. Okay, so then I won't make my comments about. Pence. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I will. Yeah, okay. Go. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> no, Pence, never a big fan of Pence. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think Pence had a future in politics. Pence was a radio show host. Pence was a congressman. And Pence was a governor. But um, to be president, uh, I don't think Pence was ever going to make it as a president. He didn't have the charisma. He didn't have the body language. He didn't have the sauce, the special sauce. No, and I, and I so, probably would agree with that. All right. So, so the point is, is that this is an opportunity, an opportunity for Pence to actually do something that he never would have had the chance to do, and that is to be a superhero, to save the country. How many people get an opportunity to do that in their lifetime? It's not the, just the country, it's the world. The, yeah. world, the world is watching and right. holding their breath because if America allows a fraudulent election... Yeah such as happens in Venezuela and third world countries, 
the whole world is less safe. Okay. I, I'm a, I like to think that Pence, as a person of faith, will do the right thing and that the truth will spread some light. Yeah, but if he, if he talks about parliamentary procedure and precedent, and he talks about um, you know, decorum and all these things, well, you might as well just say, you know, the hell with Pence, because it's one of these things where we're past decorum. We're past parliamentary procedures, and we're past um, precedents. This is unprecedented. This is war. There's no, there's no precedence to, in the way you stab somebody or shoot somebody in the face. This is war. This is one of these things where this is ugly. This isn't pretty. This is not, you know, the, the gloves have come off, and, and we, we need to call these Antifa uh, people, and we need to call these Black Lives Matter Marxists for who they are. They're anti-American warriors that need to be taken down. And, and in addition to that, we need to take down um, the fighting left, the people that are rigging our elections. We need to take down George Soros for once and for all. He overthrew England. He about, uh, overthrew their um, economy by buying up um, the pound or something like that. And uh, he had the International Renaissance Fund to overthrow Ukraine. I mean, this is a guy that specializes in overthrowing governments, especially delicate ones, like the Republic of the United States, the one where we have elections. And it's always been the case where terrorists and tyrants have said that they're going to go for the American Achilles heel. What's that? What's the Achilles heel? Achilles heel is our freedom of speech and our First Amendment rights. The Achilles heel is our, uh, not our Second Amendment. That was actually why Japan didn't invade our mainland. They said too many guns. Too many guns. Never give up your guns, no matter what the governor says. And never give up your rights, no matter what the COVID emergency response is. Never give them up. Never. And fight back. And that's what this march in D.C. is all about. This march in D.C. is about showing the body and the it's it's like a cat. You know how cats they turn their body sideways and they show how big they are because they want to be a bigger threat? Well this march this march is all about showing the the body and the strength of the Trump support. It's all about uh imagery. And Trump has been tweeting about it and talking about it. Uh, but his latest tweet, which was last night, he said if Vice President Pence comes through for us we will win the presidency. Many states want to certify the mistake they made in certifying incorrect. He says many states want to decertify, decertify the mistake they made in certifying incorrect and if even fraudulent numbers in a process not approved by the state legislatures. Now, I said yesterday, and this is kind of important, and I said... Um, one of the problems for the state legislatures is you have some rhinos in each one of those state legislatures. And the issue is that some of them need some cover. And so if the body of the GOP legislatures, which is dominant in many of the contested state legislatures, state legislatures, if they got together and they voted to change the will of the people based on what the 
governor and the state secretary of state issued and certified, if they went and on their own and decertified, you wouldn't get those rhinos to support because there would be a lot of pushback on it. Because you'd be like, oh, you're changing the will of the people. No, we're changing. Uh, we're decertifying because we don't believe that the result is fair because of the fraud that we've seen, because of the case that Sydney, uh, because of the case that Rudy Giuliani and, and Jenna Ellis put forth. So we got that, right? We've seen it. We've seen the affidavits and we've seen the videotape. We know that there is fraud. We cannot, with good conscience, certify this. But if they willingly, the states, if they willingly held their legislature uh, and, and pulled that vote on their own, they would have been pointed at and, and told that they were trying to change the will of the vote. But if Pence stands up there today at 1 p.m. and he says, I'm going to take these dueling states and I'm going to send them to the state legislature to resolve the dispute between these two certs because I don't know which ones to take. I know that there was fraud and I know that there's a will of the people and I know we have two sides and I happen to be a conservative. And if you go back to Thomas Jefferson and Buchanan, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a situation where Jefferson actually made a decision that went against the grain of the weight and the flow and the momentum of uh, how many electorates were involved. And he said, I'm going to choose the electorates that benefit me. So that was 1800, I believe. And um, so that, and I, I learned that from Rudy Giuliani yesterday. Okay, so, um, but here's the, here's the thing. The thing is, is that Pence can very well say, I have dueling elect, electors. Before we even make an objection to this, let's not even bother with the objections here. Let's send these back to the states and have them send me up one set of electors. Then we can object to that if we disagree. And that's the way I think Pence is going to go. And I think he's going to take those seven states, New Mexico, Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And he's going to take those seven states and he's going to say, resolve these in your state legislature. Well, that's going to put us days out. Because this dispute, even if you have the objections and two hours of debate, you're going to have days. So... Whatever happens on the 6th is, is really not going to end on the 6th. It's going to end days. And I've heard it's probably going to last weeks. And in the weeks to come, there's going to be a lot of crime that's going to be exposed by the video surveillance and by the things that Lynn Wood has been putting out, Sidney Powell's been putting out, and uh, Patrick Burns has been putting out, uh, all of these cracking people have been putting some stuff out. And then you also have Jenna Ellis and you have Rudy Giuliani. You have a lot of good attorneys as part of the White House crew. And there's going to be a lot of things. And, you know, the Supreme Court weighs in and says, hey, a crime has been had. Uh, the whole thing is disqualified. That, that, that can happen all the way up until the 20th. But the point is, is that if Pence were to stand up there today and take the dueling electors and say, I want the state legislatures. Or in the case of Jefferson, he could just say, I'm going to choose the Republican one because that benefits me. He could do that. It's his discretion. 
So he could do that. He could be greedy and win. But if you were to be kind of like uh, civil about it, which I don't think the Democrats are ever civil when you engage in election fraud. I don't think that's civil. So the point is, if he gives it back to the states and the Republican state legislatures in most of those states decide that they're going to either decertify or they're going to decide on a Republican electorate, uh, either way, Trump wins. Because if you decertify, that puts Biden below 270. And next thing you know, old Jeb's a millionaire, right? House, House of Representatives goes to the state, one vote, one state, it's 30 to 20. Uh, the worst case scenario, it's about 26 to 24. It doesn't matter. We win. I, I think Mo Brooks uh, indicated today there are only three states in play. They don't have enough senators. But um, some people from across the pond... What, what did you mean? Mo Brooks was saying that the senators, they have enough sen- senatorial for support... For ...to object for three states. I think we're looking at Pennsylvania, Wisconsin... No, no. I, th- I think you're going to have objections... On more than seven states, well, I think you're going to even you're going to even have an objection on California if you listen to Paul so, Preston. So here's a here's a, a few a few um, observations. One, I think the play for Pence is not to open the electors and say I need to send this back to the states and they have to resolve it. That's for the correct, those seven disputes. dueling. Yeah, electors, that's the yeah. correct remedy for this. Yes. It should be remedied on the state level. The question from across the pond and in Europe is they don't understand exactly what these large masses rallies accomplish. They say, could you please explain that to us? Because what do, isn't, isn't there a process that's already in play? What does having you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of people do? And the only thing I can think of is it sends a message. But if you still have cowardice at the top, Unless they actually act, you know, the people are massing, they're massing, they're massing, they're in state capitals as well. I think that's going to continue to build. Now, here's another question for you, Scott. If, if it goes back to the, the legislators and the legislatures uh, and they uncover fraud in Georgia, will that put the senatorial results in play? What was the question again? If Pence's decision today sends things back to the state legislature level, will any investigations there put the senatorial results in question? No, no, because the uh, case before Pence has nothing to do with down-ticket seats. It only has to do with the presidential Electorate. That I understand, but in in the the investigation, yes, could. if the investigation yes. of the presidential fraud uncovers the same types of fraud, and that that is truly the that that is truly the remedy. And I, I was asked this question yesterday by somebody, I had a conversation with somebody, and they said, "Could this impact, you know, congressional seats, and what, you know, how could this impact other seats?" And I'm like, you know, like, and the first name that came to my mind was the Senator James, uh, John James from Michigan. He was winning on election night. And then Michigan fraud took in, uh, went into play. And next thing you know, he loses. And I don't really think he fully conceded. 
Um, he kind of did, you know, weeks and weeks later. He held out for a long time. He knew that he was robbed, you know. But it's like you got to get on with your life, right? Nobody ever th- dreamed that we, two months later we were going to still be negotiating November 3rd. Nobody ever thought about that. Nobody ever thought we were going to have to give up our entire 2020, that everybody was going to be incarcerated by the liberals. And that nobody ever thought that Antifa and Black Lives Matter could just burn the crap down and uh, the police are going to sit there and watch them. I mean, it's pretty sad when you walk out of your door and you go try to go to a shop without your mask and you get arrested. Um, but you don't get arrested if you burn something down, you know. Um, we're living in a society that is worse than anything I have ever seen in my life. That's for sure. And uh, Barbara, you know, you're Jewish. You have Jewish heritage, right? And um, I mean, this goes back to me. I can't help but think about the lead up to Auschwitz and all these other things. I mean, what I think of when I see what I'm seeing right now is when I was like a 12-year-old, I'm looking at these masses of people with, you know, saying Heil Hitler in a documentary. And I'm thinking, what compelled those people to get into that groupthink like that? Now, I didn't know those words, groupthink and all that, when I was 12. Because I don't but think I, those words were popular when you but, were 12. But I, I remember thinking, who are these people that adopted that behavior? Like, I remember thinking how weird it was. Like, what were they drinking? Or the Jonestown thing, right? Yeah. It's like, well, okay, wait, that, that, that hippie cult movement, what, what's going on here? Okay. Like, why are they all getting together and adoring this one man that's, uh, you know, you could look at him, he's a loser. Right. Right? This Jones guy, right? right? But all of a sudden, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Literally. Yeah. And dying. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck is going on with my liberal friends? How could they not see that Joe Biden can string two sentences together? Well, you know, the irony of the whole thing is when you brought up Hitler and Auschwitz and all this other thing, is that people have tried to assign those references to Donald Trump. They've tried to make him the Hitler, make him the Stalin, when in reality, it's the other side. (laughs) I mean, that again, that's the projection we we keep hearing about. We were with a very uh, smart doctor uh, from the State Department over the weekend, right? And we're not going to say who it is. And um, yeah, you're waving I, your fingers. And well, I no, I, I just think you shouldn't, you know, bring this up. You know why? They're, they're we're not going to name the name. No, 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 Scott. I, I think that no, no. But what I'm saying is, they think that Antifa is a myth, and they think that the Trump supporters are violent. Well, and that is, that, uh, again, that is a... Um, I just think it's flipped upside down Well, no, on I agree head. with you that that's flipped upside down on its head. And the, th- the thing is that we, you know, there is this projection that is happening where there is misinformation that's being sent out into the universe. And, and you know, and that's an example of it. Is, and, 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 who, and to your point, without lim- name, naming names or, uh, or anything, the... the, the the people in question that you're speaking about do believe that Trump supporters are, you know, and, and they and they include us in it, are violent, are you know, violent people that are involved in insurrection. And you just said what I just said, right? So, so that, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, the point is, is that they're getting, they're consuming their information. The the information they're consuming is is how they're adopting their opinions, and they're getting it from the mainstream media. 
who is in bed with China. Like NBC wants a, a theme park in China. NBA wants to actually expand into China. China has a 1.5 billion population. And once they're heavily invested, they can't afford to not bow down to the chairman, uh, Xi Jinping. They can't, they can't afford to not do it because they've already invested billions of dollars. They're hosed. You know, no matter how great their attorneys are and how great the contract looked on paper, China doesn't have to honor a contract. So you enter a contract, you're playing with the devil with China. You may as well just write your future goodbye. Because if you invest billions of dollars and you're dependent upon the billions of dollars of revenue that are going to come your way, and somebody asks you to support one candidate over the other, and you're a media empire like NBC, or you're a, a super um, media company like the NBA, yeah, then darn straight, you're going to put your Black Lives Matter uh, logo down the strip of your basketball court. You never would have done that for anybody else, but you're going to do it for Black Lives Matter because they're a Marxist group that when you donate to them goes to where? Act Blue. Well, the, Act Blue. And Act Blue is exactly where Antifa. You go to Antifa.com. It goes to JoeBiden.com. Well, the, bla- Joe the, Biden the Black got, Lives got, Matter Joe is... JoeBiden.com goes to ActBlue.com. The Black Lives Matter is the blood on the door that protects you. <laughs> and yeah. we, have, um, we have a special guest right now. And we're going to take Annie Delgado. We're going to talk about that call that came in from Italy. Um, and it's a lady named Maria that had this call about some of the crimes associated with the Dominion voting machines. And it's been floating around the Internet, and we've been studying it. But there's no one better uh, to study it than Annie Delgado, who's going to probably have a show on Red State Talk Radio called Conservative Watch. Uh, But Annie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. And good morning to you, Scott. Blessings to you all. How are you, my dear? Pretty good. So uh, what kind of news do you have? Or you're, you're a person that has the ear of the president, right? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I just want to start off by, uh, number one, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, and I am limited to what I can say, Scott, right. with, with this regard. Okay? Yes. I just need to let you know that I... Uh, I uh, have followed up on everything, and certainly we continue, uh, but I am limited and as to what I could say. Of course, you know, this is, this is a huge, huge um, circumstance where we have an, uh, a NATO ally involved in the coup to corrupt and steal the election from President Trump. And I think so, we're talking about Italy. Yeah. Yes, we are. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed we are. But again, like I said, I am limited as to what I can say. I can I, I want I'd like to just say that we have full confirmation the president is aware and all actions are being taken. He will indeed uh, expose this to the nation the American people deserve to know the truth of what really happened on November the 3rd in this presidential election and what happened for the prior four years they have been doing this for years 
certainly we all went through the fake Russia collusion, uh, the the impeachment, the fake impeachment. They have tried everything to take this president down. But they're not just trying to take this president down. They're trying to take our nation down. And see, Scott, that's where it becomes very sticky for me as to some things that I'm at liberty to say and, and, and things that I'm not. And with that being said, though, I just want to really send the message out to the listening audience and every single patriotic American that the truth is indeed coming out. Good. And we will fight for the very soul of this nation to the very end. And, and realize th- every single avenue and venue available to us via the Constitution of the United States of America, which we will never sacrifice. And one of the things I would say to our audience on behalf of that is that it really even doesn't matter what Pence and everything happens today. It doesn't really matter. Today is not the final day. This is not the constitutional day. The January 20th is etched in in stone with our Constitution. But even Peter Navarro uh, put that into question because if there is a crime that's been committed, uh, then, then the the uh, race was disqual will be disqualified. If there's a crime committed, and 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 the biggest hurdle is the time constraints, uh, we could resolve this even after the twentieth, for that matter, can't we? Yes, indeed. Yes, 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 indeed. Because um, first and foremost, as I said, it's that it, it's the Constitution that we're protecting, which is the the longest lasting Constitution on the planet Earth. America is uh, indeed uh, in peril of of a very, very large, large global effort to try and take her down. Right. So we stand with liberty and and freedom, and we will we will fight for that to the very end. Yeah. Now there are certainly there are certainly some. Um, again, let me phrase this correctly so I don't say things I'm not supposed to. Uh, and believe me, I've already gotten a phone call from, uh, well, you know who, and, and just like, speak carefully. And so I'm trying to do exactly that. But here's the most important part that the American people need to know. Do not waver. Do not fear. For worrying and fearing, first of all, is a sin. But beside that, we we do have we do have an extraordinary amount of people and and our systems that are in place to protect us, and we will be protected from this one way, shape, or form. At the end of the day, what has happened to America? What they tried to do the coup that they tried to do. And yes, indeed, I will say this part, that Barack Obama is absolutely, absolutely. You know, when we listen to so many, Joe Biden, and, you know, it's difficult for me because I always say this, that gentleman, shame on his family. They should take him and get him the help he needs. But when he, in his full-blown dementia state, put it out there, quote-unquote, we have the 
biggest and best fraud organization existing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I uh, mean, and, that and, was that was quintessential in in, in, in the fact of the fact that um, we are hearing it from the horse's mouth. Oh, absolutely. Well, now, Annie. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. before we let you go, uh, here's the thing. I want to ask you about what you thought about what what your thinking is about Georgia and the runoff. Oh, 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 jeepers! Well, you know, listen, <laughs> we have seen the same exact thing happen. They they stopped the counting, and then in the middle of the night, they had a big uh, boat drop, a, a, a big batch drop again. And, uh, of course, our military votes have, have still yet to be even counted. And what happened in Georgia is what happened on November the 3rd. Yeah. In my little humble opinion. And, and you and know, for that, me... Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, Annie, look, I want to I thank you so much for calling in today. I, I pleaded with you to call in today, and, uh, and you were really busy. And I thank you, but I, I just had to take care of a few things uh, before I can get on, and I appreciate you. Yeah. And, and yes, uh, we will be starting the Conservative Watch USA uh, show in the next couple of weeks here. We're, we are um, unveiling the conservative watch USA across this nation. And of course our mission and our goal is to indeed continue to expose, but not just expose, but to recruit uh, constitutional conservatives to go in here and, and, and get these folks uh, trained, get them all the information they need, get them funding. We will be vetting candidates across this nation. We must take back our nation and how we start to do that is to get rid of the obvious democrats but not only that the rhinos republicans in name only we are infiltrated with so many of these republicans that are really not republicans and they're there to harm us and deceive us so we're going to be focusing heavily on taking them out thank you so much all right danny thank you and uh don't be a stranger my pleasure all right. My pleasure. God bless you. All right. God Have bless you. Day. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Um, well, that's Annie Delgado. And let me just say, uh, um, she also has done a lot of uh, yeoman's work with respect to the boat rallies uh, in Florida and some other stuff. Um, she is just an absolute rock star and leader. Um, I've seen videos of her with Don King, for that matter. Don King is like, Annie, I love Annie. <laughs> Don King. And, um, you know, and President Trump just absolutely loves her as well. And that's because she's the real deal, you know. Um, she's the real McCoy. Yeah. You know, she gets things done. Well, that's what we she's want. She's not a talker. She's a doer. She's like President Trump. She's a doer. There yeah. you go. And that's we, what we need. I mean. We have a call. It says anonymous. Should I take it? I don't know. I'll give it a try. We'll see right. who it is. All right. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. Are you talking to Are me? You Are talking you talking to, to me? me? I'm talking to you. It sounds like it the tones Paul of Paul Preston, Preston. Oh, is this Paul Preston? Okay, well, why are you coming yeah, up? They call me that sometimes. Why are you calling anonymously? 
You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I said who I was, and I don't know why it's anonymous. Yeah. I'm just calling in like everybody else on the call-in line. So. Yeah, so we had, group, different. we had a group called uh, earlier. We were ha- rehashing this Maria tape that's coming out of Italy, right? Uh, well, actually, she has uh, right. this woman named Maria has an ear to the president. And the reason why I called Annie earlier was I wanted to know who this Maria was. And I know that it, once Annie hears the whole tape that's been going viral all over the social media, uh, what we're going to find out is, you know, that this person's legit, right? And uh, and right. and the, 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 the story that was told was about Renzi, uh, the uh, very socialist, uh, liberal... Um, plot coup guy uh, from Italy that was um, trying to set up George Papadopoulos and all these other people. And they were working hand in glove with the Obama regime and trying to overthrow our country and trying to install their own presidency, which was going to be Hillary Clinton. And Patrick Byrne really laid this out in the extortion plot. Uh, You know, they wanted Hillary Clinton to be the puppet and they wanted to be the puppet master. And they wanted to pull all the strings. And Donald Trump thwarted that whole entire endeavor. And, uh, you know, um, Hillary Clinton was nothing but a pawn. And and it's Barack Obama that's the sinister plot leader. He is the evil doer. And he is connected with the most evil people in the world. Am I right? Or am I right, Paul Preston? No, uh, you're absolutely right, and this uh, whole plot has been going on for quite some time. They knew that um, Donald Trump would be the president uh, when, you know, Donald Trump in 2012 was calling up, um, you know, Obama's long-form birth certificate. You probably remember that, where he flushed that whole thing out. And then, uh, you know, Loretta Fuddy dies, in, uh, strangely, in an airplane accident off Lanai in Hawaii, and, of course, she had just two months before this whole brouhaha and the release of the birth certificate, uh, she was appointed uh, to be the health director of the state of Hawaii. Um, and, of course, she has a relationship, very had a very strong relationship with Barack Obama. But, uh, you know, that's when they really knew the trigger was set that uh, Donald Trump was probably going to be the president that's going to run in 2016 against Hillary Clinton. And then all these other things just became ancillary to take out Donald Trump. And it was certainly has been a worldwide effort to focus on Donald Trump, certainly in the last four years, but even before that, and a lot of people don't understand that. That's why it's so critical to understand what happened in the Ukraine, why, why the uh, money laundering, um, why the Biden situation with China, all the flights over to China, the mysterious deaths of all the, um, the uh, Air Force One and Two crew members and Secret Service members that have been that were implicated with Biden, that were flying Biden back and forth between China and the United States as they were facilitating uh, the export of all of our major secrets, you know, like the, um, the, all, the, all the stealth aircraft that we have, all that information was coming from the Bidens into China. Um, you had the whole thing going on with the Ukraine and the missiles and the missiles that were leftover stocks from the Soviet Union getting into the hands of the North Koreans. Uh, they were helping to finance, to facilitate that. Yeah, there's a lot to be discussed and had um, around this. And it was a plot, and has been a plot, to try and eliminate Donald Trump. And here they are, you know, four years later, you've had Russia, you've had Ukraine. I mean, you all these different scandals, and now you got this the fraudulent election. Um, it's ultimately going to be turned over, and uh, Donald Trump will remain president. Wow. 
Um, yeah, I'm just getting some new information in about the election results and things like that. And, um, you know, uh, right. Paul, you're doing some really remarkable work and our audience doesn't get to hear it as much. Um, but they do, I think, flow into your audience. But, um, and a lot of our audience knows about what you're doing with New California. But, um, we, you know, we're limited for time. We got a couple of minutes, um, to talk. Uh, and what I wanted to say was, I wanted to ask you if, um, you could tell us a little bit about the court maneuvering. You were supposed to be in court yesterday, and somehow that right. may not have happened the way you expected because they're running scared in California. But there is a chance that all of the electors, 55 electorates uh, from California, could be removed from the Biden column. Is that true? That's correct, and that could happen today with Mike Pence by when the teller uh, in the as he stands there in in the well of the house today because there's going to be a joint session, and as the teller hands him uh, the electoral ballots um, to make sure that they're proper in their form, um, he's going to look at that and uh, he needs to know that all 55 electoral ballots are null and void uh, based upon California statutory law. This isn't Paul Preston law. This isn't Mike Pence law. This isn't Gavin Newsom, this is California statutory law. And what happened was, is that uh, as Gavin Newsom, the dictator, as everybody knows, left out the legislature in his edict where he ordered up mail-in ballots for all Californians. Well, the problem is that was actually tried in court, and the court found that the governor was acting improperly. He did not include the legislature in his actions. And so just based upon that, they found that he was uh, unconstitutional and his actions were null and void. So the whole ballot thing should never have happened to begin with because the legislature in California had no say. But the other part of it is, is that once the ballots came in and they were distributed all throughout the states, um, what happened was is they left off important language because this is a general election and that language to uh, the very, very specific statutory uh, codes in election code in California that apply to presidential elections they were left off the, of the 58 counties. 58 counties had this language left off in one form or another. And so what that means is that all the votes that were cast uh, by way of the mail-in ballots are null and void. There's, they're, it's less like they never happened. It's, an, it's like an annulment. And so it's like it never happened. So what we're saying is that because those never happened, there is no way possible that legally that Alex Padilla, the Secretary of State, could certify, and also Gavin Newsom, two days later, could certify the election because all the ballots were fraud. And uh, so as a result, our contention in court, which we, you know, we went out and we caught on to this whole thing because in New California, we set up um, four commissions, citizens' commissions on election fraud. We went from Northern California to Southern California, San Diego to Shasta, and points in between, and we listened to about 28 uh, witnesses, two specialist witnesses, um, that confirmed that, that there's voter fraud going on over there in California. We knew that because we now had the connection with Smartmatic and Sequoia and all that. But um, when we came forward, we said we got to sue here because we did not believe, especially as we looked into the ballots, each one of them, and ran our hearings and investigations there, all these ballots we determined to be uh, invalid. And then, of course, you had Pulitzer, which just puts the icing on the cake, of course, um, in his testimony in, in Georgia. So it, uh, it, it, 
it prompted us to sue, and so we came forward with a lawsuit last week in Superior Court, same Superior Court that threw out Gavin Newsom's uh, edict, basically, with the uh, with the mail-in ballots. The order was issued, by the way, just hours before the November 3rd election, which I found very mysterious. But anyway, um, so we had a court suit. We asked to uh, have the uh, court take the, the case. They did. Um, they gave us a whole bunch of shuck and jive, literally, um, uh, for a, a solid week because we filed a motion to shorten the hearing so we could get an emergency hearing so that we could, you know, bring this to everybody's attention publicly that the ballots were invalid. The judge has nowhere to go on this. He has to rule uh, that the law is the law. And the law is the law because all these ballots do not have that clause on there. And it says you will not cast or count any ballot or even any absentee ballot, any ballot in any shape or form that does not have that language. It's very clear. And so when Pence today is handed that document from California, California will be third in line to be getting these ballots. He should set aside, he should set aside California and say, there's too much, there's a lawsuit. In fact, there's two lawsuits now because Monday, as of Monday afternoon, Election Integrity Project, um, with two large law firms in Southern California, filed a very similar lawsuit to ours, and they're going to find the same thing. They're going to request the same thing. I haven't delved into the language of it totally, but I, I know where they're going. It's the same thing, that the statutory language is not in, in the ballots. So this is all going to steamroll, and it's going to overturn those 55 ballots. And we're asking that uh, the next thing we're going to sue, and we're going to ask that all 50 Three, all 53 congressional uh, elections in California be overturned for the same reason. And they'll do it. They'll have to have a re-election. So that throws everything in the bailiwick. And, of course, what you're going to find with a re-election that's run legitimately is California is a deeply red state. Don't be fooled. Because they've controlled the elections, because they've controlled Sacramento with their big money, because they've controlled literally the nation with the big money from Hollywood and San Francisco, mm -hmm with so many other corrupt politicians, and you can start to go into things like Rassensperger in Georgia and Kemp in Georgia. These guys yeah. are just monsters who have been taking money from, uh, like, uh, Mark Elias and that group. So anyway, I think we're running out of time here. I'm talking yeah, we too are. much. I'm sorry. Um, no, 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 it's fine, Paul. We love hearing from you, and you're right about all that. And it's true. You know, one of the things you told me, and I think I learned this independently, um, I learned that the number one sale of Make America Great Again hats came from California, not 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 Texas. And it was like right. they sold the most Make Mega hats in California of right. any state. And I was like, how does that right. fly? How, how does that, how do you muster that up? It doesn't jive. Yeah, it doesn't and jive. And you know, the, the tens of thousands of Trump supporters that have come out and been driving in the caravans and been coming out to the rallies yeah. all throughout California, underreported, yeah. not reported yeah. anywhere in the mainstream yeah. media because they try and suppress it. Paul, they, we got to go. definitely suppress the conservatives. Love you, man. Love you. All right, take care. Paul Preston, he's coming up next. All right, so uh, that brings us to the end of our show. And um, I wanted to say my name's Scott Adams. My name's Lena Mug. Oh, you are. I just got uh, okay. And then also, I want to say something about Barbara. Uh, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. And um, and with that, we're going to say sayonara, everybody, and uh, keep the faith, stay strong, and fight the fight. All right. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>